Hey guys, welcome to this week's installment of On the Docket with your host, Charlie Accurso. Um, Or maybe I should just say with your host, Charlie. I don't know why I always say like my whole name. Um, today, I am here with you guys on this wonderful Thursday morning. I just got back from work and I have a glass of water with me. So if you hear me slurping, that's what I'm doing because I basically had a really, really, really stressful thing happen to me literally like an hour ago when I was still at work. Um, I've calmed down since then a little bit. I'm still shaken. I'm still kind of rattled. And this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about today because I'm kind of tired of just staying silent anymore and just being walked over and just, you know, not allowing myself to be heard. Um, back at, in high school, towards the end of high school, I became very outspoken about a lot of social justice, social issues, you know. Um, and I was very convicted, you know, with my feelings and just what I thought was right and wrong. I had a really, really, you know, keen sense of like justice. And just, like, respect for one another, you know? Um, which, honestly, I kind of lost as I went through college. And then I kind of just lost even more as I entered the workforce. because, And then as I started my business, just because sometimes if you express how you really think or what you really believe, um, well, it's like you... Become, you get targeted, and you sometimes forfeit possibly really beneficial relationships just because you know, people don't like what you say. So I, honestly, like I think that's a lot of fear there that I used to not have, um, but I, it's really like a, a strong fear for me now which is why I want to talk about it today. And I want to sort of give you guys an example of, you know, how I'm trying to regain my voice and like regain my, really like my moral, my sense of moral rightness. Um, so basically today at work, this is the situation I'm going to be talking to you guys about. I typically, up until, you know, today, like, for the last maybe month and a half, like, or two months, I've been having a really good time at work. Um, we've got, like, new managers, some, a new, uh, another new associate, and I've been getting along with everybody, and I'm really just allowed a lot of autonomy. I'm able to just come in, start doing my job. And then, um, you know, just go through the day, do the same thing every day, and then go home. And it's usually not a big deal. I mean, unless I hurt myself or whatever. And I need to make another episode on what happened to me last week, but which was originally what I was going to talk about um, because I did get hurt at work. And I actually ended up fainting last week, uh, last Friday. Or, yeah, last Friday. But that was kind of what I was going to talk about in a podcast. But this happened today. So I'm like, eh, let's just talk about this. Um, but anyway, 
like I'm allowed a lot of autonomy and I get along with all my coworkers. And so like I haven't had a major problem or confrontation recently at work. Um, so I guess I'm kind of overdue for one. And it happened today. Um, basically at my job, I have to drive power equipment, which for those of you who don't know what power equipment is, it's basically like forklifts and other types of just machinery like that, which is used to move products like heavy stuff around. So basically I was using one of those pieces of equipment and I bumped like I, I was driving forward, right? And I bumped into one of the support pillars of the building. So like the building has all these like, obviously it's standing up. It's fu- something's fucking propping the roof off, right? Up, propping the roof up. Um, and so there's like these really strong fucking reinforced, you know, like industrial fucking pillars that their job is to fucking withstand shit. Like that shit can withstand an earthquake. So the fact that I like bumped it with this machine is not going to knock the building down. It's not going to knock the whole like store down. You know what I mean? Like this shit is like designed to withstand any, like a huge amount of force, just physically speaking. Of course, it's not great when you hit stuff with the machinery, but something that people don't want to accept at all is that by virtue of driving power equipment, like you will hit stuff from time to time. Like it's kind of inevitable. Like you will hit some things every once in a while. And I don't mean like massive, like running shit over. I mean like taps, like hits, bumps, scratches, like little things. You know what I mean? Like that's a normal part of the job, but the really fucking toxic thing in the, in the work that I do is like managerial and like, fucking like people who make the rules and like are enforcing shit they don't want to just admit and let us have a work culture where it's like okay you will tap things like you will bump into things every once in a while try and keep it to a fucking minimum but like just be aware of it like you know um rather than so i'll just tell you what happened so basically i bumped this thing and um, this was at the end of my shift. Like I'd already worked fucking seven and a half hours, almost eight hours. Like I was honestly so tired and I'm like ready to go home. And so basically there's like a team of people who come in in the mornings, like an hour before I leave, like an hour before my team leaves. And so one of the people who has actually had problems before with some other coworkers or whatever from what i've heard like this individual like complains to people a lot like he came up to me and he's an older gentleman a white guy um and he uh basically like stopped me and was like did you hit something like did you hit something like pretty aggressively and i was like i hit that pole and he was like I don't even really remember what he said, but he got like really, he got loud because men, when they get like, when they're trying to dominate you or like kind of control you like or extract fear from you, they get loud. So he was like getting loud about it. And like, he was like, you can't do that. He was like, um, cause there's like a, 
he's part of like a group that like technically they can get your power equipment driving license removed. So he was like, I can get your uh, license removed, like blah, 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 like really coming for me. Mind you, I'm a freaking like 125 pound gay Asian guy living in bum fuck nowhere, like rural ass California. So, I mean, for my listeners, I mean, I, I assume you got some of you guys will get where I'm coming from is like, yo, I'm going to be wary about any confrontation that I face because I've been profiled so many times. I've been fucking discriminated so many times. Like I've had shit happen to me, aggressive shit happen to me, like unprovoked so many times, just like dealing with, frankly, people who think I'm an easy target. Um, so... I like, I didn't let him walk all over me. Like I basically told him, I was like, I was like, I'm the only one who drives this. Cause I'm the only one who typically drives that, um, equipment. There's one other guy, but he was off today and he usually doesn't drive it. Usually I'm the one that does it. Um, and so Basically, I was like, I'm the only one. Like, I kind of started getting into an argument with him. Um, I did get into an argument with him, frankly, and because I don't like being, frankly, I don't like being targeted. I don't like being confronted, and that's what it felt like. It felt like targeting. It felt like confrontation. There's a big difference between like constructive criticism, which was, he was trying to say that's what it was later on which I'll get into, but there's a huge difference between constructive criticism and straight up aggression. Like where you're trying to get somebody afraid and scared and like dominate them socially. Um, like there's a big difference between saying, Hey, I noticed that, um, you know, you hit that. Um, I'm part of, you know, what a, whatever, like safety team, whatever. Like, I just wanted to like remind you to try not to do that. Like we're trying to, we do want to like maintain some safety and blah, blah, blah. And just like come at it with the right tone of voice. If you're going to confront the person directly, right? Which he chose, he chose to confront me directly, right? Like straight up come to me. Um, now the, there's like so many so obviously if that's the way you're going to do it, like you want to go about it in a polite way, but he didn't do that. He came about it really aggressive. You know, if you've ever had a supervisor or manager or even a coworker or just someone in your life who always wants you on edge, like wants you on walking on eggshells, they just want to scare you all the time. So they feel like they're better than you or they know more than you or whatever. Like that fucking weird ass shit. I hate that shit. And frankly, I've been at my job long enough where I just don't put up with it. Like, I'm not going to put up with that. Um, so that's the way he chose to, like, go about it. And so I got in an argument with him, like a minor a sort of, frankly, I don't know minor, but, like, pretty decent argument. And then luckily, like, I got hella lucky. My manager, like, was walking by. He was probably, like, 25 feet away so he didn't really know exactly what was going on but he knew something was wrong because this random dude that like isn't normally never supposed to really interact with us was fucking talking to me um and and so i like waved him i well before that i was like you should confront you should bring this to my manager like don't come to me and get upset and yelling and triggered and like fucking 
you know, aggressive to me with a loud voice, a fucking aggressive language, like, don't come to me, go to my manager. And he was like, I'm not going to your manager. I'm talking to you specifically. And so I was like, this is like fucked up. Like you not a lot, you can't be doing all that. So I like was really lucky because my manager like had walked by like right at the right moment. He kind of knew something was going on. So I like waved him down and instantly, like when he started talking to my manager, he got like the guy that confronted me got like way more quiet, got way more calm, talked with a way less like loud tone of voice and was like being really hella polite and like, oh, you know, he did this and that. And, you know, that's like, I'm just looking out for safety. Right. And I would, I just want to say this now, like, People, now, I know it's not all white people, but, like, white men, not all white men, I know, I get it. I don't want people to get, like, don't get it twisted, but I'm saying that certain white men, especially in, like, rural fucking, like, backwater-ass places like this, like, they, um, they will basically gaslight you because he basically was, like, telling me that I wasn't being targeted because I was like I've lived here a long time like um as a person of color and as a gay person like I have been targeted and he basically was like gaslighting me about like oh I wasn't he wasn't targeting me for anything and that he always like complains about everybody and I'm like that's gaslighting. I'm sorry. Like you have to go with your gut. You have to go with your gut feeling. And it was total gaslighting and really, really, really inappropriate. Um, and basically because, okay, because they'll gaslight you and say, oh, well, it's for safety. It's for safety. So he was trying to be like hella polite to like my manager. And later I had told my manager, I was like, you know, that's total gaslighting because cops will stop black people or just like darker people in general, and they end up dead for on the basis of safety, on the grounds of safety, protection of fucking public safety, right? Like, this shit ain't funny. It's not funny. It's not a joke. It's not like a power trip for you. It's not, it's not for you to fucking play around with. Um, it pisses me the fuck off. It makes me really, really, really indignant and angry, okay? Like, gaslighting me over safety. Cops kill people. Like, not all. I get it. Like, I'm fucking aware that's not all. But it happens. Like, black people, disproportionately, are killed by police officers for safety. Don't come to me with that. Um, and this guy, like, um, one time, and I don't know if he was, like, talking to me, but, like, one time he, like, walked by me and was like, six feet, six feet because of COVID. And he like jumped back like six. He was trying to, he was like six feet. There was some guy walking behind me though. So I don't know. Maybe he was like joking with that guy. Maybe he knows that guy, but maybe he was talking to me. And you know, when I hear shit like that, I'm like, yeah, there's some racist shit to say like around me. Like if you're like relatively cognizant, like even like as a white person or whatever, like even if you want to say like something like that, like six feet, I mean, wouldn't you just fucking not say it around an Asian person? Like, stupid. Like, dumb piece of shit has never been checked in his life. 
It's like they never, a lot of these, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to use straight up language. If you guys don't like this, you probably shouldn't be following me. But like a lot of white men have never been checked. Like maybe they've been checked in one way or another, but they never been fucking checked by a person of color or like by a fucking gay person. Like some of these straight white men never been fucking checked. Like I'm not going to let you walk over me here. Um, now this is super strange, right? So like, so basically we had our, me and him was arguing and then I got my manager in there and he got way more polite and he was like, blah, blah, blah. And then he ended up leaving because my manager was like, that's fine. I'll take care of this. I'll take care of this. Like he just wanted that fucker to go away. Um, so basically he left and then, um, and then I'm just like thinking, what if somebody hears this from work? I don't think so because like, I don't think my podcast even has anyone listening to it right now. And frankly, if it got to the point where someone from work did hear this, like that probably would mean this podcast is actually successful. So I'm kind of hoping for it, honestly, but whatever. So anyway, basically, so then I was like talking to my manager and I just started getting so emotional because I was like opening up about why, um, why it made me so upset. Like just like, being someone who's looks like an easy target, like I do get a lot of bullshit. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, like I, for a long time, kind of silenced myself. Um, like I will, I wouldn't really stand up for myself as much just cause I kind of want to just like slide by, but I'm getting so tired of it. Honestly, I'm getting really like, tired of the disrespect sometimes. So I was just telling him like how it's hard, like it's hard for me to, you know, go through that. Like I'm not, I don't really take stuff. I don't want to be taking stuff laying down no more like that. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So I was getting like kind of emotional. I didn't cry though, like, which is good. Cause I cried like one other time before, like with something else that happened, but, um, I like didn't cry, but then the super weird thing. So let me tell you about this. So the guy came back and he was like, um, Hey, he was like, I'm sorry if I rubbed you the wrong way. Like if I, he, no, he said, Hey, like if I rubbed you the wrong way, I'm sorry. And this to me, I know some of you who maybe have not experienced this are going to say, oh, well, that's like so polite. Like that's the right thing to do. No, man. Like this is actual additional gaslighting. And I'll tell you why. Like, and if you disagree with me, like that's okay. But just understand that this is my opinion. And this is how I, my, my body, my brain read this. Like this is the vibes that I got in the situation. Um, I got that as additional fucking gaslighting. Because this is, and the reason I know is because this has happened to me before. One time I was out eating dinner with my mom and my brother and my dad outside. We were outdoors at a restaurant. And basically, long story short, someone said something racist. Well, not racist, but pretty well. Yeah, it was racist to my mom. They said something racist to her. Um, and I made kind of a big deal about it. Obviously fucking triggered me. So I like 
was kind of, I was like talking a bunch of shit at the table. And then what was really weird was this guy who was also an older white guy. They, it's always, frankly, it's like, it's usually the same shit up where I live. Um, he apologized. He said, I'm sorry. Like, uh, he was like, he told my mom that she was beautiful, which was like so weird to me. Cause he was like with his like girlfriend or his like wife or whatever, super fucking weird. But he like apologized to her. So this is like something that I've noticed about these like older white guys. I'm just, I know I'm generalizing. Allow me to generalize, allow me to share my experience. Um, if you don't like that, again, like this is probably not something you should be listening to. But um, what I've noticed among these sort of older white guys is like, um, basically, like they kind of see you as a target, and then they will like execute something on you, like say something racist to your mom, or you know, nitpick you for your job performance which is what happened today and then if you don't submit and you like just refuse to give them what they want then they honestly i think they feel stupid like they feel like they made a mistake so but they still think they're right like they're still trying to like say that they're a good person and that they don't have anything deeper to work out, which what's deeper to work out is their fucking perceptions of people like me and, you know, other, other people, marginalized people. That's the deep shit that they actually have to fucking look at, but which they won't. So in order to get around that, they make this a weird apology, like a weird, like awkward apology, like, oh, you know, I criticized you thinking I was like above you or some shit, but you didn't want to like give me that fear factor. So now I'm going to say sorry. And like, it's really weird. Like I don't do that to people. Like if I get pissed at somebody, I call somebody out. I don't fucking apologize after like one time, you know, I ran into a situation with someone, a person and I got fucking unloaded on them. I was fucking triggered. Like they were pissing me. They pissed me off. I didn't apologize. There was a stranger, but like, I didn't go back and apologize because I didn't need to. I was right. I was like, correct, you know? So it's just really weird, like, that he came back and apologized. And of course, I didn't like fucking really accept it. I, I didn't accept it. Um, I didn't uh, because, because he shouldn't, have just, he shouldn't, we shouldn't be having the conversation at all, right? The conversation shouldn't be happening at all. Um, so anyway, so that's pretty much what happened. Um, and it was, it was just like, I, I've just gone through this same cycle of events that I know that there's like, there's other reason, the reasons that they're targeting me is probably because of my race initially. And also because I am gay. Like I do, I guess I look like it <laughs> as weird as that sounds like. So they can tell. And honestly, I know he's probably... And so here's the thing. It's like, he said that like, oh no, I'm not... You're not being targeted. You're not being targeted. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, well, when you go talk to your coworkers later and say, oh, I had like a conflict with blah, blah, blah. How's he going to refer to me? Right? How's he going to fucking refer to me? Probably going to say that Asian kid or that, you know, probably an expletive fucking word. I don't know. Well, it's possible. I can't imagine him saying like, oh, with... 
call me by my name, right? They'll just say that fucking Asian kid, right? Fucking disrespectful as fuck. But then when I say like white men or white kid, white guys, straight white guys, then it's like, oh my God, it's like they get defensive and it's like all of a sudden there's no colors, right? It's like, oh, color, color, you know, I don't see color. There's no fucking colors. But then behind the scenes, it's like that Asian kid, that black guy, that whatever. Now there's colors. Okay. When it's your turn to fucking talk about it, there's colors. But when I'm trying to say, you know, some shit that's like, this is my freaking experience, then it's wrong. You know, it's just complete gaslight and it's wrong. So basically, um, you guys can probably tell I'm like feeling frustrated talking about this rightfully so, but, um, it's just something that I, I don't really want to put up with anymore. Like it makes me really upset, um, that I had to go through it, like deal with that. And then it also makes me upset that I know a lot of other people go through this type of shit and they either like are in a position where they can't stand up for themselves or they don't know how, like for me, the reason, frankly, that I was able to stand up for myself was because I'm pretty much a linchpin at work. And for those of you who don't know, that basically means like if they fired you, the operation would have serious trouble. Like they would have serious trouble finding a replacement that would do, you know, as efficient a job. And they would basically be hella backlogged for a time period. So I'm basically someone that is a linchpin. And, you know, it wasn't that I did that on purpose. It's just because I work hard and I work smart and, you know, I work efficiently. I don't get hung up on little things like bumping a pole. I get that that's like a safety concern, but like the job is the job, right? Like, but anyway, basically like I was able to stand up for myself, number one, because I, I do feel convicted about my sexuality, I feel fucking convicted about being an Asian person, a mixed person, you know? I feel convicted. Like, this is just who I am. These are my surface qualities. And y'all are already judging me off of that shit. Um, it's just, like, really, really annoying, you know? It's just really fucking irritating that people think they can just come for you because of that. Partly, or at least informed because of it. It may not be because specifically of it, but at least it's, like, informing their decision, right? Um, so pretty much like, how do I put this? Like I was basically, like I mentioned, I was able to stand up for myself because I'm kind of like an asset. I'm pretty big of an asset for them. And then also like, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I've been there for a long time. I've been there at this job. The turnover is hella high. I mean, you can probably guess why it's because of that toxicity and the lack of respect, but the turnover is hella high. I've been there nine months and, um, that's considered a hella long time. Actually, no one that I was originally working with, except for one person is still there. So only one person that I worked with at the beginning is still there. All the other people have probably gone through 10, 11, 12 people already gone. So, um, so yeah, like that's why I was able to do it is cause like I'm kind of in a, occupationally I was in a position where basically what would have happened is if he did take away my license I wouldn't be able to drive the power equipment meaning that they would have no one to drive the power equipment like multiple days of the week and it's something that I have to have 
So because they have no replacement, they can't. And so that's why I found it like really, really, really offensive that he was so disrespectful to me, considering that I do something that nobody else does, that, you know, I do that really essential task that nobody else does. Um, and I was just treated like garbage. Um, my manager literally said, yeah, like, you, I get what it's like when somebody just tries to shit all over you. You know, I don't, I, I have too much self-love for that. Seriously. Like, don't even, don't even try me with that shit. Um, but yeah, so basically like even, so if he did get my thing revoked, right? Like, that would just mean I wouldn't be allowed to drive it. It would actually make my job so much easier. Imagine, rather than having to drive this complex fucking equipment around, all I would have to do is, like, do cleanup and, like, sweep. <laughs> so it's, like, that's why I was tempted to be, like, and this would have been so bad, honestly, but I was tempted to be, like, go file a complaint, go file some shit, go tell the managers, go fucking get it done, go go revoke it, man. Revoke my shit. Seriously, go revoke that shit. Because then I would have way less work to do. But then the thing is, is then I would kind of be blamed by my, my direct managers because it's like, oh shit, like now you can't like drive this shit. Now it's like we're getting way less done and it's because you provoked him. So if anything, it's up to that guy to go make that complaint and get that taken care of, which would honestly, like if they don't, if they didn't fire me, which I don't think they would fire me because like they would still get hella work out of me because I still do a lot of other tasks that aren't that specific task. So I, I don't think I would necessarily be fired, but they would lose big time on like productivity. Seriously, like they would. So that's kind of why like I knew I was in a position to actually like take this, take him on. Like I, you want to tussle about this? Like you want to step out of your fucking area of what you should honestly just mind your own business and come for me for some like nitpick. I get it. If I ran somebody over, I get it. If I destroyed some like shelving or something, but man, if you want to come to come to me for like small nitpicking, like a bumping into a pole, that's like a main pole that like is designed to withstand earthquakes. Like, <laughs> okay, reevaluate, right? Like, so yeah, it's like multiple things could happen. Well, two things could happen. Either he does nothing, which probably he'll do nothing. Um, but you know, if he does decide to like get it fucking revoked, then boom, I'm gonna have way less to do. And I think my job will be probably even easier um so you know that's just like i don't really get it you know you know what i mean like i don't get why people can come up to you with like so much bravado and so much like what the hell is the word like i know there's a really good word for it but like it's just so much like oh just haughtiness that's not the right word I was looking for, but it makes sense. Like just so much like arrogance. That's it. Like they just be so, they're so arrogant and it's like, okay, I'm, I, I'm on very polite, friendly terms too with management. So it's like, 
even if they were like, well, fuck, like we need to fire you, which I highly doubt. It's like, I could honestly probably just like quit beforehand. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't even, it's just silly because people think they have all this control over you. Like some of these guys, you know, and it's like, you're so ignorant. Like you don't even know, man. Like, cause here's the thing. Cause I, I like brought it up. I was like, I don't really technically have to be here. Like I could, I don't have to work at this job. And he was like, well, that's up to you. That's your decision. I'm like, you're right. Yeah, it is my fucking decision, actually. Like, because here's the thing, guys. Like, I've been working in my hometown, this small, tiny ass, bum ass fucking town in the middle of nowhere in California for, well, I've been working here since August of last year, but I've been working at my current job since January of 2021. So, I mean, I've been here for over a year, and I'm frankly getting so tired of it. Like, I hate being here because. I'm just going to be honest, like, it's racist, it's pretty redneck, it's really, like, lower income, it's just a shitty place to live, like, um, it's a shitty place to live if you are somebody who likes culture, really, like, if you're somebody who fucking wants more out of life, it's a shitty-ass piece of shit place to live, excuse my expletives, like, wow, um, so, it's like, when he's like, that's your choice, that's your choice, you know you're right if it kind of is my choice because and i know this is like a privilege for sure this is a big freaking privilege but i actually don't have to live here um like i have family in bay area like my brothers are in bay area and my parents own some property in bay area so it's like technically i could just move <laughs> <laughs> but I've had this weird like um challenge that I gave myself because in 2020 I like switched between like five jobs it was horrible so I got kind of scared like I wasn't able to hold down a job I didn't want to be one of those like people that's like they and they were never able to hold down a job you know what I mean like fuck like damn so I was like basically I've given myself this challenge. I'm like, Charlie, you can't quit. Like do a year, do a year, do a year. Like hold down a full-time job for a year, man. You know what I mean? But hearing him say that, which is really weird coming from this whack ass dude that I that like fucking wanted to fight me randomly at 4 a.m. He was like, that's up to you. And you know what? It is up to me, actually. Like, it is. Maybe you know, maybe that's a sign. Damn. See, I don't know if it's a sign. I don't know, like, how I should evaluate it. Because I could evaluate it different ways. Like, I could say, okay, Charlie, this is a challenge, right, that you're meant to overcome. Meaning, you know, you had this shitty experience. How are you going to overcome it and, you know, keep going, you know, for your year? Like, do a year of working full time, right? But I could also interpret it as, this is a sign that you've been looking for. Cause I've been thinking like kind of fancifully about moving back to Bay area and just like getting the fuck out of Sonora or excuse me. Wow. Okay. Might as well tell you guys. Yeah. I live in Sonora, which is a tiny ass fucking town. Um, please don't come stop me. Uh, but LMAO, but um, yeah, like the other way I could interpret it is like, it's a sign because I've been thinking like, damn, I want to move. I want to leave. Maybe I should just go. You know what I mean? So it's just something to think about. But honestly, what I'm probably going to do is just like, 
give myself some time. I know that, you know, after probably a week, maybe even sooner, because I'm going to Bay Area this weekend, which should be fun, like just to reset, just some like, you know, like just something new, something refreshing, I should say, refreshing, not new, because I've been there. I've gone back and forth from there and here for a long time. But um, basically, like, pretty much, I'm probably just, I'm just going to give myself time, you know, just a couple of days. I'm going to cool down. I'm going to be like, fuck it, just go back, which I will do because I have some pretty, like, I've set really strict investment goals for myself. Uh, for you guys that are listening to the podcast due to your interest in business, which is one of the topics that I cover or I will, I am covering like on my podcast, like. I have really strict investment, um, basically goal, like deadlines. So every two weeks I'm basically set, I'm basically investing a huge amount of my paycheck. Like, because I live at home, I'm basically investing 90 plus percent of it. I know that probably sounds insane, but it's cause I'm living at home. Um, so I'm investing that money in my business, which is my rental business. And so like, because of that, I'm kind of willing to just put up with bullshit. I know that sounds like, that might sound like, damn, Charlie, you're like putting your mental health at risk. Kind of, low key, like, oh my god. But I do have my investment goals that I want to just get taken care of. Um, One of my properties, like, I'm going to have paid it off. Like if I just keep doing what I'm doing, it'll be paid off by the first week of December. So I'm just like, damn, Charlie, you need to just push through, get this thing paid for, and then fantasize about moving to Bay Area. Um, But the other thing, well, the other thing pretty much that like is why I'm probably going to just keep working this job despite having this really negative experience today is because my boyfriend, like, he is about to start a new job. And he may or may not be living at home. So, like, if he lives at home, like, he lives kind of far. Well, not far from me, but he lives in a different city. Um, Basically, if he's living at home, there's no reason for him to move out. So there's really no reason for me to move out. But if he can't find a job, because he's in a specific field... If he can't find a job there and has to like, you know, move and like literally actually move out, then, you know, I'm probably going to snap and just move out. <laughs> so, and that would happen next year, like next year in the summer or not even necessarily the summer, probably like the beginning. So basically like, I, even though I'm kind of fancifully thinking about, damn, maybe it's a sign that I should like go work at the Ghirardelli fucking ice cream scoopery at San Francisco or something. I don't know, man. Like just go do something in Bay area or tutoring. Like I've wanted to do tutoring. Like I'm thinking I'll probably do that. Like, um, when I move out, but I'm like, shit, I don't think I'm going to move out because, or like, you know, quit this job yet because just because of how soon my boyfriend is possibly moving out. Um, so because he he may move out like as soon as early next year because of that I'm kind of like eh 
let's just push it. Just push it through to completion, you know? Um, because to be honest, and this is something that I need to really focus on, is to be honest, like most of my experience at work over the last few months has been like 95% positive. Like I've had 95% positive, like good days, um, you know? So I don't want to let this experience like fuck me up too much. You know what I mean? Because I read something, I don't know like how accurate this is, but it sounds pretty true is like a negative, negative feedback like if you write a paper or something like just like negative feedback, you know, negative feedback is like twice as impactful in the brain than positive feedback. So like everything you fuck up on your brain is literally doubling the like release of um, fucking chemicals and all that kind of shit, you know, and just like the reaction is twice as shitty. So like you feel twice as shitty then you would feel happy if something good happened, right? So, like, every time something good happens, you're like, damn, okay, that's as it should be, right? Like, a lot of us don't, aren't, like, jumping off the fucking, like, walls when something good happens, necessarily. But then when something bad happens, you have a crap experience with some psycho fuck. Excuse my language, you know, whatever. With somebody who doesn't know how to just go about their day and not have a goddamn power trip, Um, you know... When something like that happens, you're like, your brain just like loses itself. Like, I remember, like, I was shaking by the end of it. I was like shivering and shaking. I was like so uncomfortable. I felt so sick. I remember, like, my anger. Like, I, I rarely feel angry, but I had such strong anger and it was like boiling. You know, when you feel like you're boi- gurgling, boiling inside. And it all just like went straight to my stomach and my stomach got like hot and tense. And I ended up with a little like stomach ache. Like, damn like I felt sick as shit um but but yeah like oh my god so that's what I'm saying and even just thinking about it like I'm getting anxiety again but like when that type of thing happens is like twice as impactful as a positive thing so I'm trying to like regulate myself you know what I mean like I try and hack my brain a little bit by being like okay brain I know you're feeling like this is like the end of the world or like really intense and like really hard to deal with but it's just a moment in time it's you're not even gonna you know you'll I mean I'll remember it but like you're not gonna be actively fucking thinking about it like a month or two from now or three months or even a few weeks from now like I need to keep my here's the thing and for those of you in, involved in business, like you're going to feel me on this one. It's like, it's so hard sometimes to keep your long-term business outline like in mind. Like, it's so hard sometimes to keep that big picture in mind. Like, damn, like this day-to-day like struggle is killing me, but it's all like building blocks to what I'm building for this, in my case, my rental portfolio and, like, my stock portfolio and shit. Like, damn, you know, it's hard to be like, Charlie, is this just one day? Like, are you going to let one day dictate your, like, future business? I know, man. It may suck, and it honestly sucks right now, like, the anxiety I have about it. But, um, 
like I gotta I gotta push through man like I'm gonna push through because it's keeping that big picture in mind like for those of you in your businesses I don't know how many of you do this but like make like long-term outlines sort of long-term goals and imagery and stuff and like your long-term path forward like what you hope to be making like at certain checkpoints damn it's a hella good motivation but it's so hard to keep in mind in the moment because like people really be fucking with you like in the moment and like they're always trying to like get you and it's just really upsetting because it's hard it's hard to be like hold up you know like remember what we're doing here right like how badly do you want to go live in Newport Beach like how badly do you want this future um and are you willing to go through maybe one or two crappy days you know, every couple of months to get there. And honestly, when I think about it that way, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm good. It's okay. We'll move through it. We'll get through it. And for those of you who listened to my um, podcast last week, where I was talking about my um, anxiety situation, it's seriously gotten a lot better. Um, the business issue that I had got taken care of, of course. At the time, honestly, when I was recording it, I didn't even think like it was gonna, I honestly inside, I felt so bad, like I thought it wasn't gonna work still. Um, But it did work out, Um, got that taken care of. We're moving forward on that particular property, so I'm super excited. Um, But like, yeah, so just for those of you who are interested in that, I just didn't wanna like leave you guys hanging. But, yeah, like, it's just, like, it's hard. Hard to keep that big picture in mind sometimes. And then, like, I know what's going to happen is I'm going to get decent decent level of anxiety now around that time when they come in, which is, like, the last hour. Like, I'm going to have anxiety for sure. But I'm going to just manage it. Like, I'll just turn my, I'll just put my music on louder or something. I'll just put my music on louder and I'll think about Newport Coast or like going out to eat and like things I enjoy or like just think about like things that I'm lucky to have and it'll probably be fine. Like, I'll get over it because um, I may have some low level anxiety, but I guarantee you that guy is going to also be pretty anxious like around me. Like, he's not going to feel good. He's not going to have good energy because I, I was frankly not friendly. I shouldn't have been either. So that's what happens when you choose to, uh, you know, go the wrong way about things. Like you make enemies or not enemies, but you just don't come across as somebody who, um, you know, you don't come across as somebody who people like, frankly. And that's sad because it's actually sad. You think about it and you're like, damn, like, oh shit. I like move something. Um, you think about that. It's like, yeah, like he's honestly somebody who I've heard a lot of people complain about. Uh, a lot of people say that, you know, he's just somebody that you wouldn't want to hang out around. And that's sad. That honestly makes me feel bad for him, honestly. Because I know that I'm kind of, I can be kind of crazy sometimes, but I know some people, like my friends, I have friends that do like hanging out around me. You know what I mean? Like, I have people that love to hang out around me and I'm not trying to like brag or anything, but it's like, at least I'm fucking normal enough. You know what I mean? Like I can behave respectively, politely to people, go to the right person when I have a problem, you know? Um, 
And so, like, I'm lucky. I think I take that for granted that, like, people enjoy me sometimes. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to say, like, contextualize. Like, I'm lucky. Those of us who are like this are lucky that people like to be around us. You know what I mean? Like, and most of us are that way. But there are people out there who just, like, they have so much toxicity built up in them. They've never really done work to fix themselves. Um, or they don't think they need help or they don't think they need to be, you know, fixed. They don't think they need to address anything. And there's just no fun to be around. And like, imagine that being you, like imagine anytime you, your name gets brought up, people are like, oh shit, like you gotta be careful around him or damn, like he's a fucking nitpicker or like, damn, like he, like, he's just like hella annoying and won't mind his own business. Like, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing, like, you just, it's just something that I'm glad that, you know, I don't think I'm that type of person, frankly, and so it just makes me feel bad for him, honestly, but those type of people don't think they need help, honestly, they don't think they need help, they don't ever want to actually, like, do more work to kind of improve themselves, because, and that's fine. Um, and just like, I don't, I, I wanted to make sure I like made this really hella clear, like at the end of this podcast, like I mentioned that I considered ev- most of what everything he said to me to be gaslighting. And the reason I say that is because if he genuinely con- was concerned about the safety or my safety or whatever, cause he was trying to say like, I'm concerned for your safety how about my fucking mental health crazy person like the amount of work i do how about my mental health but no he's like i'm concerned for your safety that's some fucking gaslighting the reason i call it that is because if he genuinely was concerned about the safety he should have gone to the supervisor right go to the supervisor supervisor come to me let me know the issue and acknowledge it and try not to fuck up anymore you know what i mean that's like how it should be done but that's not how it was gone about and that's why i have no qualms about standing up for myself man like and you should too if you can stand the fuck up for yourself and don't allow like just trust your gut seriously i mean honest with you guys like i don't trust my gut enough when it comes to these social problems You know, when it's gaslighting, because it's designed to make you feel like, actually, maybe you are wrong. Actually, maybe I did fuck up. Actually, maybe, like, I could have done a different thing. Or actually, maybe they're, like, right. They could even realistically be right, but the way they went about it be totally fucked up, which is what happened to me, right? So stand up for yourselves, guys. Like, I'm freaking trying to learn how to do that again. And it's hard to relearn. Like, if you're already somebody who doesn't take shit, keep doing that, please. I mean, seriously, because it'll only help. It'll only help you. And this really goes for everyone. Like, just stand up for yourself. Stand up for what you believe um, believe in because you deserve to live in a world. Like, honestly, we deserve to live in a world where we're treated with respect and where we treat each other with respect and politely and where we are mindful of and respectful of people's mental health 
and of relationship dynamics. Seriously. Like, and that's something that I think the generation, like the boomer, older generations just like have such trouble with. Cause obviously that guy was a, a boomer. Like I kind of expect nothing more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I expect nothing more because like y'all keep doing the same shit over and over to me. I keep experiencing the same old bullshit. Like you think I'm surprised? You really think I'm fucking surprised? They think I, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's weird, man. But um, that's why I think another important thing, like dealing with these sort of conflicts and like just like disrespect, like people not respecting you and treating you right, is to just think about your long-term goals. <laughs> like, oh my God, honestly, I just sometimes think about my long-term goals and I'm like, Charlie, are you willing to go through this to, you know, buy such and such car? Like there's a car I really want right now. The, um, it's the 1962 Cadillac convertible in like that metallic pink color. Oh my God. For you people who know about cars, you'll know what I'm talking about immediately. It's the one with two fins, two on top, two on bottom. For those of you who aren't into cars, you're like, shut the fuck up. This is boring. But seriously, look up the 1962 Cadillac. Like it's a beautiful car. Look up 1962 convertible Cadillac in pink and you'll be very satisfied. It's a gorgeous car, beautiful, stunning vehicle. Uh, that's like the car that I want to take to my wedding. I, I want me and my husband-to-be, my boyfriend, at, uh, as of right now. Like, that's a car I want to freaking drive to, like, um, the golf links at Half Moon Bay. Oh, my God. I just feel that. You know what I, what I mean? Because, like, Half Moon Bay golf links. I know I'm getting so off talk, topic right now, but it's just something that I think is cool. Half Moon Bay golf links, guys. Like, they do weddings. And it's like the Hamptons, but in California, like on a cliff. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like what it's like. Like they have this huge hotel that's like sort of like New England style, massive freaking like cool hotel. And it's like right on the cliffs, like by San Francisco. And they got these gorgeous like golf course. Damn, man. Like I want to take me and Boo, my boo thing. I hate that word. Me and my um, partner, you know, like I want to get up in that 1962 caddy and just like roll up to the wedding. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, I'll do that. What? $35,000 from now? We'll see. We'll save up. We got our, our plan in place. Hopefully it can work. Um, but... That's what I think about. Like when shit gets crappy and it's like people are trying you and just being rude, disrespectful and just like making life, trying to make your life harder, honestly, like just trying to like shit on you. Think about your Cadillac lifestyle. Like think about your wedding. Think about, think about things that bring you meaning in life. Like the things that really matter. Cause Life is short. Life is hella short. Like, I'm 23, and I already know that I'm, like, a quarter of the way through life. Just think about that. Think about that. Like, by the time you're 50, highly likely you're, like, more than half done. So, 
excuse me, I like had to burp or something. Like I, I just keep talking and like, excuse me, like swallowing air. And I'm like, oh my God. But, and now like life is hella short. So, and this is a good anxiety management tip, honestly. Just think about the stuff that makes you happy. Think about the people who matter to you, the people who make you happy, the people who love and respect you for who you are. No fucking strings attached. No bullshit attached. Think about your amazing business goals. You know, think about your, the good-ass food you're going to get to eat, you know. I'm going down to Palo Alto this weekend. I'll probably, like, update you guys if I film a podcast next week. I'm going down to Palo Alto. I'm going to the Nobu there. I know that sounds so bougie and, like, fucking pretentious. But I am going because... I just want to try it. Like, it's an experience. <laughs> I know it sounds so bad. It's, like, for my brother's birthday. Like, that was the event that I'm kind of using as an excuse to go there. And from what I've heard, well, here's what I would say about it. It's, like, it's the kind of place where you're not going there to eat to get full. You're basically, like, eating art. Like, you're there for, like, the individual plate like textures and the compliments of all the flavors and that kind of thing. So, you know, I just think about things that make me happy because that's all we can do. I mean, until you reach your, your like main goals, like your big goals, like when you finally get that house, or you finally buy that car, or you finally get married, or you finally do whatever. Like there's a lot of time in between those moments. So just thinking, you know, thinking about the things that make you happy is a good thing and I love that like it helps me so much like I already feel so much better just like talking about some of those things like just imagining damn yeah you guys need to look up that car like it's such a cool car so beautiful like when I think of the 1962 Cadillac and then I think of that guy that yeah that guy that just like wanted to attack me out of the middle of nowhere I'm like you're lacking a 62 Caddy I'm so sorry. Like, it's sad. It makes me sad. Like, damn. You don't have that kind of satisfaction in life. Rip, man. Like, it's sad. Like, you know, when you think of people that criticize you or, like, have shit to nitpick with you or just fuck with you all the time, like, they're missing something. They're missing that gorgeous tail fins. They're missing that Half Moon Bay. They're missing that Nobu Palo Alto. It's just weird, like, damn, people, like, go, go enjoy life, <laughs> like, why are you coming for me, like, go live life, go do something, like, more productive and, like, beneficial for yourself, I'm not even saying, like, for society, just, like, do something to help your own ass out, because that's what I do, shit, like, I do that a lot. Like, when it comes to just when I'm feeling kind of crappy, I'm like, let's go enjoy something. It doesn't even have to be expensive. Honestly, sometimes what I like is just, like, sitting down, watching me some Rebel Wilson, and drinking, a, you know, some fucking old-fashioned. Yeah, so, yeah, you just have to make the best of it. I know, like, at the beginning of this, recording this podcast, I was feeling, honestly, still sad. Like, I was about to cry again, like, 
at the beginning. I have cried like three times in a row. I but I did not cry in front of that motherfucker. Like that's the weird thing. It's like I know I'm like morally right when I don't cry in front of like the person I'm fighting. Like, fuck you, man. I ain't gonna cry in front of you. But when I was talking to my manager, I was like opening up about like my struggles, like my freaking struggles of being who I am up here. And I don't even leave the house that often, man. Like shit. So then I started crying, but never in front of the perpetrator. These freaking crazy asses, like, no, you ain't gonna see me cry. You're just gonna see me look at you like, like I think you're fucking crazy. But um, I've hit an hour. I kind of want to, like, do hour-long episodes because I like when they're an hour long. Personally, when I'm listening to podcasts, like, it's a good, like, marker i guess like okay i'm gonna put this on it'll be an hour and then when i'm done that hour will be over so yeah hopefully you guys like this podcast hopefully it helped you i know it was about a topic that was honestly really serious and fucking depressing to begin with but i feel a lot better having talked about it and i really encourage you guys in whatever you're doing please 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 look at the big picture have good perspective even when people try your ass and just keep fighting every day just keep going every day to get what you want right whatever the fuck you want i I don't care if it's a baby like if your dream is to have a child or your dream is to fucking travel to france like do your shit until you get it because i'm being serious about that car I don't know if you guys think I'm joking. I'm like, like, that's kind of what I'm planning for my wedding situation. So, so yeah, that's it for today. That's all I have for you guys for today, but I will hopefully be uploading more. Um, I've kind of been just like, I only have two episodes in LMAO, um, but I kind of want to do this weekly. I think it'll help me a lot <laughs> just to like, let, you know, let my, Let my thoughts have somewhere to go. And so, yeah, thank you guys for watching and make sure to hit the follow button. I hear that that's like the biggest thing that you can do to like spread the word. So, yeah, just go ahead and do that. And hopefully you guys like this episode. Um, And so I will be seeing you guys next time. Bye bye.